welcome back to season three of the podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Blackwood. As many of you know, I wrote my autobiography as a survivor of human trafficking called Custom Justice. But if you didn't know, you do now. Keeping in line with that, this entire season has been focused on interviewing people who did or plan to write about their own experiences as trauma survivors and how they overcame their past. As much as we all hate commercials, they are a necessary evil these days. That's what keeps this show on the air. You can also show support by purchasing one of my books or donating through PayPal. You can find the links to either option in the podcast description. As always, a portion of the proceeds do go to local organizations that help fight human trafficking. Your entire life changed in the blink of an eye, huh? Yeah. Um, wow. Technically, I died three times. Now, that's actually one of the weird things. I, I wasn't expecting that. That's one of the things that we have in common. I also died uh, three times in an emergency surgery when I was 20. So oh. We were pretty close to the same age. Yeah, we were. Wow. So what happened? Um, you said when we were talking about this in the emails back and forth, you said that uh, you were hit a red light while you were crossing the street. And you were hit by a nursing student. Did the nursing student do anything to try and help the situation? Um, not really. This is his mom. Um, he, she was really freaked out by the whole thing and pulled over and stopped. But she didn't. Um, she didn't render any aid. And the the EMS were there. He was luckily like two minutes from the hospital and like two minutes from the emergency services so they were there within two minutes of the accident happening wow pretty lucky to have uh, emergency services show up that quickly i mean yeah. i can't imagine what the outcome would have been if they weren't there that fast oh i would have died yeah absolutely huh. wow so and then you started having seizures after that i did for like um i woke up and then I I started having these like we call them skits felt and I would just pause what I was stop what I was doing and just blank stare like straight off in another another world. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a friend's daughter that has those. A lot of people don't realize there's so many different types of seizure. When people talk about seizures, they automatically think grand mal, but that's that's just a small percentage of all the seizures out there. Well, I had some of those too. Did you really? My goodness. Yeah. You you had these for, for years now, these seizures, because of the accident? I, I had them for about seven years, from 2012 to... 2019. Oh my gosh. And 2019, I actually had two grandmal seizures, and those were the other two times I died. That was not that long ago. Mom, that's got to be heartbreaking for you. It was very scary because we had never seen him have a seizure, obviously. Right. And uh, so, yeah, he was in the hospital for a few days, but got on some good medication and knock on wood he hasn't had any seizures since he's been medicated so yeah there's a lot of people that can't find the right medications to to help them with that either joe you're pretty lucky there too <laughs> if you're looking for 
CJ Mets took it from that stuff works. That's awesome. I'm glad you found the, the right one. That's that's a journey in itself sometimes. Yeah. So how has all of this impacted your life? I understand that it's completely changed things for you, but in what ways? How many different ways? Well, um, quite a bit. Uh, I was in school to be a, a psychologist before I got hit. Since being hit, um, I've written uh, I've written one book, and I'm writing another book, and the, the other book isn't out yet, but um, it, it will be soon. What's the name of your first book? My Nightmare, dot, 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 and How I Woke from It. That just seems like the perfect title for your book. What's been the biggest uh, impact for your recovery through all of this? Honestly, I think the biggest impact has been meeting Ross Lilly. He's, <laughs> um, he's something. it looks like there's a little bit of information about him on the internet it looks like he does a lot of different stuff yeah Uh has has he been like a good friend to you yeah he's working on this gate trainer that is a device to make somebody walk again Wow. So I've been I've been testing that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um and it's helped you a lot, right? Yes, and it's helped me a lot. Yeah. Getting back some of your mobility. And is it is it like a limited amount of, of time that you can use it? Um well it's less limited than um, the gate trainer that they have at the hospital because like the gate trainer at the hospital is like it makes you walk perfectly but um, you, you can only use that for like five minutes per week Well, or s- s- well maybe not that bad but Right, but if it's limited, it probably feels like it's about five minutes a week. I'm sure. I mean, you you want to get up and run, right? <laughs> yeah, and with Ross's gate turner, I can I can use that for forty minutes three times a week. Wow! Oh my gosh, that's a huge difference. Yeah. Wow. So, and does he, I think you had mentioned something in your, uh, in your emails to me about how he had a son with cerebral palsy and that was why he got involved with this. Yes. That's why he made the gate turner. That's pretty cool. That's pretty amazing. And he, does he live in your area so that you guys can, uh, talk and he can work with you on all that? Yes. He lives like an hour or so. A little less than an hour. That's not bad at all. Wow. 
Yeah, he has an organization called Access Sport America, and they do a lot of um, adaptive things for um, kids and adults with disabilities. So Joe does a lot of um, water sports with them in the summer, and he plays tennis with them. There's a whole bunch of different things. So one of the biggest impacts on his recovery has been working out with them and helping him get more of his balance and mobility back, like you said. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's probably, it feels really good, huh? It, it does, yes. Yeah. So if you met somebody who's going through exactly what you're going through and what you've been through, what would you tell them? Um, don't be afraid. There, there are people out there who... who um, basically devote themselves to this. That's pretty cool. You know, a lot, a lot of people feel really alone in the world. That's good to hear that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I understand that you started writing your book when you were still in the hospital? Yes, I did. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it was immediately after you came out of your coma. How long were you in your coma? For about... Uh, Three months. Holy cow. I was in the hospital for five. Wow. Mom, did you feel like you were going to lose Joe at any minute? At first, uh, I mean, I think that you're so shocked when it first happens. And then um, once he he kind of got through the threshold of the ICU, I was there was no turning back for me. I was like, no, he's going to be fine. <laughs> and that was we were either him either his dad or myself were with him every day in the hospital so you know we we didn't give up on him we didn't think he was ever gonna I mean it was so you're so shocked when it first happens you don't even go to that place so but he's he's pretty determined young man <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool it sounds like he gets a lot of that uh, strong-willed determination passed in passed down to the family it might be a little bit of that on both sides yeah. of the family. Yep. <laughs> well, let's say, Joe, it looks like your book is right now. It's available on Amazon. It's also on Kindle. It's in iBooks. It's on Nook. It's on Smashwords. It's on Kobo. Holy cow. You've got your book all over the place. That's awesome. I bet you've been getting some pretty good feedback from this. Have anybody has anybody reached out to you and told you yet how helpful it's been? Um well I've got I've I've read like some reviews on Amazon. And, yeah. And those have been pretty cool. Yeah. That's always nice to hear where somebody is uh thankful that you took the time to write your book. Yeah, you're touching somebody's life. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. In the emails, I also asked you how you celebrate your wins in life, and you said, "Well, I'm not quite sure what a win would qualify as, but a good day. How do you celebrate a good day?" Um, I touch my memory. My memory. <laughs> <laughs> you said that you like to celebrate a good day with tea. And you've become quite the hoity-toity tea drinker. Oh, my gosh. I have over 40 different types of tea right now on my coffee and tea bar downstairs. And now I have to ask you, what's your favorite tea? 
Um, well, I think my fa my favorite tea is probably probably chocolate tea. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite right now is a blood orange black tea. Oh, that that's good. Yeah, that I one think, is pretty tasty. Well, I think my mom here, cause. Cause like she manages my life, and not just my life, but my my little brother's life, my father's life, her father's life, and my and her own life. She's she's also a real estate agent. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, like she didn't have enough to do already. <laughs> yeah, she, I, she got bored one day, I guess. <laughs> oh, she sounds like kind of a, a super mom back there. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> and mom, really, honestly, thank you for being with us today, too, because it's pretty cool to have both of you guys. It's it's nice to have that dual perspective on how this kind of stuff is, has impacted lives. I try not to be too controlling but I, <laughs> I seem to seem to not be able to let things go but joe's pretty good about letting me have my reign i guess that's <laughs> oh, because he loves you <laughs> he's a good kid this is this is quite the journey that you've been on um did it take you a while joe to really um start to accept what it was that you were having to go through because i know your life changed so fast oh my god yes Oh, it's just been so long these past 12 years, is it? It'll be 12 years. It'll be 12 years in September, yep. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, been, it's, it's been a long time. Mm -hmm. What were the first steps for you to try to uh, understand what it was that you had been through? Was it when you started to write about it, or did it take longer than that? Um. It, it took longer than that, I yeah. think, because um, when I when I first started writing, I thought I was in a dream, which I mean, you gotta admit that that that's a that's a a pretty standard explanation for waking up. You have no idea what happened. The last thing you remember is. Graduating high school, and you wake up in a bed, you can't move, and can't talk, and everyone is around you just freaking out. Yeah, you wouldn't want it to be real. And you added a, a really great quote from your book here. I, I got to read this out loud. It's just, it's so powerful. I've been pretending all of this is a dream for so long, and it has really helped me to get through it. I wish I were just dreaming, but I'm not. It pisses me off that I'm not. Yeah. Holy cow. Are you still mad that it happened? Um, well, I'm not happy-go-lucky if I... But you're not really mad, right? I suppose I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Were you mad at the person who did this for a long time, though? 
Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I imagine I'd be something difficult to let go of. And you were studying psychology. So this is all the kind of stuff that you would have later on been learning about is about these kinds of reactions. But you were only there for a couple of weeks. So you didn't get that far yet, huh? No. Mm. I have sort of given up that dream. Have you done any more uh, research or uh, reading about it? About what? About psychology? Um, not really. No. Yeah. It's just, just, just like um, now that I've lived through trauma, I don't know. So there's always one last question that I love to ask people before I let them go. So I'm going to ask you, and you can take a moment to think about it if you want, but I'm, then I'm going to also ask your mom, because your mom is there with us. Hmm. Uh, but uh, can you name just at least one thing that you love about yourself that's not related to your physical appearance? My sense of humor. I love to laugh. And what about you, mom? Um, I don't know. I guess my my never give upness, if that's a word. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> I guess I don't ever stop trying, you know? Yeah. Joe, I have very much enjoyed our time together. <clears throat> and uh, I know you said that you're working on another book. So when you get that book ready and you know when it's going to be releasing, reach out to me and let me know. And I will, uh, put your interview up again. I can interview you a second time. I can add your links to my website and to my podcast. Uh, just kind of get the word out there. Fantastic. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Joe and mom. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so Thank much you. for having us. Thank you. If you've enjoyed tonight's episode, please make sure you check out the episode description. You're going to find links there on how you can learn more about this guest, links to connect with them on social media, and how to support this podcast. Remember, I don't get paid to do this. My boss is a bit tight-fisted, but I can say that. I work for myself. In short, this show really is all about the guest. If you've enjoyed this interview, please feel free to let them know. Mm-hmm.